All right, welcome back to one-on-one New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Alex Woltz here, now pleased to be joined by New York Yankees beat reporter for NJ.com and the star ledger. He is on the move right now at the stadium. No better place to have him. It's Brendan Cuddy. Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure and an interesting time right now as we dive right into the Yankees. You know, we're, we're talking about the highs of a win streak, the lows of a stretch as we're speaking right now before the first of three games against the Indians. And after that loss last night to the Orioles, they leave the Yankees out of the wild card now, a half a game back. As you come here now to the Bronx, what is one reason that you're kind of looking at of what's been going wrong for the Yankees as of late and can they turn it around here against Cleveland? Man, one, one reason. Look at the, the sun just turning me into a ghost. Um, man, one reason that's tough, right? Uh, lately it's been the bullpen, uh, struggles from Chad Green to Araldis Chapman to, uh, last night. Well, you know, this is running on, on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, on, uh, on Thursday night, Clay Holmes, uh, with the, the wild pitch with, uh, Gary Sanchez behind the plate, allowing that run to score. Uh, the, the bullpen has been supremely inconsistent. Uh, the, the offense has struggled to score against the, the lowly Baltimore Orioles, who are going to lose 100 games this season. Um, really, it's just everything's kind of going wrong. So they mentioned, they mentioned, the night you mentioned there about the Orioles, I'm curious, as you mentioned, that they're going to be at a 100-loss baseball team. Why do you think it is that the Yankees, over this latest stretch against some relatively mediocre teams, do you think it's a matter of playing down to their competition, or it's just a matter of a bad little stretch for the Yankees? Uh, I don't know if it's playing. It's hard to say playing down to the competition, right? Because that means that it's kind of like accusing the Yankees of saying, oh, we're not trying hard today. Uh, the Yankees have this year against the Orioles, who are terrible. Uh, so the Yankees have found a way to not get it done against teams they need to get it done against. So you could make an argument that there has been some playing down to the competition. But, you know, uh, you just got to look at this team and wonder where things are going wrong. Oh, the lineup on paper is nasty. You know, you, you, you should be, you should fear this lineup in a lot of ways. But pitchers are finding ways around them. Uh, the Orioles played them tough. And right now, the Yankees have the, the Indians coming into town who aren't, aren't like a slouch of a team. They're not great, but they're not a slouch of a team. Uh, they should have a tougher time with them than they would have had with the Orioles. Um, and we'll see uh, whether that's the case. And you mentioned a little bit about the bullpen. I want to go back to that for one quick second because you've talked about some of the inconsistencies with the players there, and there's been some injury issues and guys like Aroldis Chapman who you just can't rely on or Chad Green at the moment. I'm just curious if you factor in all those names, other guys that are in the bullpen now that are coming back from the I.L., who's one arm that you would pinpoint as somebody the Yankees really need to rely on to be more consistent as they head down the stretch or maybe into the postseason? Well, right now the Yankees have been uh, really relying heavily on Chad Green. They use him a lot this year. Uh, he's been faltering a bit lately. Uh, you know, he, he really is someone who uh, needs to have that second pitch down, the, the curveball, to, to play off of his fastball. Hasn't really worked out for him lately, some home runs. Overall, this Chapman has seemed a bit more of himself of late, but definitely isn't close to what he was early in the season uh, when he was you know, looking like a slam dunk all-star candidate, having the best season of his career. Um, I would say it's those two bullpen guys that really need to step up, but it's also a guy like Wandy Peralta, a guy like Clay Holmes, uh, these guys who are healthy and who are here right now. The Yankees are hoping they can put Domingo Herman in the bullpen coming off of uh, his shoulder injury. They're hoping they could put Jonathan Loisega, who threw today, Friday, um, you know, in, in the bullpen. They're hoping that Luis Severino right now, who's playing in catch in front of the bullpen as we speak, 
maybe uh, on his way to throwing a bullpen today. Um, they're hoping that they can put him in the bullpen, uh, possibly. So there's a lot of guys who need to step up, but I would say it's Chad Green and, and all this Chapman who stand out. I want to flip the script then over to the starting rotation because I feel like it's kind of a similar situation there where you have your one ace, Garrett Cole, that guy you can count on no matter what. But beyond that, you've had guys that have shown up at times you, with Jamison Taylor had an incredible month of July, and he's kind of coming back now into form. And you have other questions, though, with guys like Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber, not too different from what you see in the bullpen. So I'm just curious from your perspective, for you, how confident are you in this back half of the rotation as they get healthier as they head down here into the final stretch of the season? Well, you said back half, but you also said that, uh, you know, uh, Garrett Cole is the only guy you can really trust. Uh, reality, it's, it's that, that back four you're wondering about. Jordan Montgomery has pitched really well this year. Leads the league in no decisions because the Yankees can't score runs for him. So you feel good with Jordan Montgomery in the mound for the most part. Uh, you worry about uh, Corey Kluber looking like he was at the beginning of the season, uh, whether he's going to get to that point. Uh, they don't have Domingo Herman for the rotation anymore. Like you said, Jameson Tyone coming off of the ankle injury, but some inconsistency before he went on the IL. So maybe that was related to that. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say exactly uh, how things work out. I wonder if all goes well with Luis Severino, and that's a big if, right? Because he hasn't pitched in the majors in two years, essentially two years. I wonder if they would look at using him as an opener. Mm. Uh, and, and especially in the playoffs, uh, pairing him with maybe a Nestor Cortez, uh, who, who's comfortable coming out of the bullpen. Uh, and also would be a, a very different look from Luis Severino. If, if they would maybe use that kind of pairing in the, in the playoffs to you know, fortify their starting rotation. And let's dive deeper to Severino really quickly, too, because I'm curious from your perspective, obviously covering the team, being around the team, I feel like there's a lot of mystery around Severino. If he's going to come back, if it's a fantasy, where do you kind of stand on that? Are you expected to see him in pinstripes at all this year at all? I mean, uh, I, I don't want to cop out. I'm not a doctor. He's trying. I'm watching him throw a bullpen session right now. Uh, he looks like he's healthy. He looks like he's ready to go. But the two times he's had issues returning from ultimately uh, the Tommy John surgery rehab, he was on the mound in a minor league game, suffered a groin strain. He was uh, doing a bullpen session. Shoulder was an issue. So, you know, uh, I, I, guess, I guess you kind of have to do the believe it when I see it thing. But at the same time, now he's working. He's trying to get back. We can't argue that. So I don't have a good read on it for you. I wish I did. I make a lot of money somehow. I make, I make it bet somewhere. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I wouldn't do that. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, I have, I have no idea. But he's, he's, he's trying. Yeah, and we'll see what happens there. But one thing I think we do know, as you've kind of talked about, is that the real issue with the team really sits at the offense right now and the inconsistency there. And I'm just curious, this juggernaut group, as you mentioned earlier, the lineup, the additions at the trade deadline still really haven't panned out. Still, the offense seems like the main issue. Do you think that's a problem that is going to resolve itself in the final weeks of the season or that this is what the Yankees are going to be and they're going to have to rely on their pitching instead? Well, it's tough to say, right? You know, they went on that 13-game winning streak. They won some uh, games with their offense there. Of course, a lot of those wins were close wins. Uh, Joey Gallo has heated up of late. Uh, a bunch of home runs in the past 10, 11 games. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is the kind of guy who really should take well at the Yankee Stadium. And, you know, they just have six games, you know, uh, here over the weekend. Yeah, those trades, they have an opportunity to work out. Again, I'm, I'm kind of copping out on you. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's a situation where this team has been so wildly inconsistent. For me to sit here and tell you that the offense isn't going to turn around, there's no doubt they're going to put up 10, 10 runs tonight, right? So, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's kind of hold on to your seats. Uh, and if you're a Yankees fan, cross your fingers.
It's funny because we were talking about the beginning of the season. We didn't have a big enough sample size. And now even with that sample size, it feels like you still can't give a concrete answer to those questions. So really, like you mentioned, I think it's a fascinating thing. But one part of the of the offense and really the defense as well, I want to hone in on is the infield because we've seen a lot of conversations about Glaber Torres and where he's playing and Gio Rochella and even DJ LeMahieu for that matter. My question to you is if you look at the infield and you have to pick an ideal four on any given day that you want to trot out there in the playoffs, who do you think that would be and where? Ideal defensive configuration let's go defensive um, yeah yeah i mean well i mean i guess overall right it's uh rizzo at first base it's geo at third it's it's uh or it's a uh, velasquez at shortstop and dj at second base that's your that's your uh best case scenario defense that's that's what you want in the ninth inning uh will the yankees back away from labor altogether at some point if he doesn't start hitting uh if his defense at second base starts being a, a worry uh, even more of a worry. Uh, they, they might do that. That might be the the configuration you see in the playoffs. Uh, the Yankees aren't scared to to make that move. But I do think that the Yankees' offense has been so up and down lately that they worry that if they just sit Glaber, they lose that offensive potential. And they do believe that he's more than capable of handling second base. They believe that he can handle shortstop. It's just that you know he he hasn't gotten it done. So yeah. uh, that that would seem like the best. Uh, configuration for right now for the Yankees and and but you know I, I think a lot of it hinges on Glaber Torres. Yeah, and we've talked a lot too in this conversation here about the postseason, almost as if it's like a guarantee. But obviously, it's not at the moment. I have to game back of the wild card because you have teams like the Red Sox who have still hung around to some people's surprise, and a team like the Blue Jays who's really turned it on lately. The Yankees saw that firsthand, and as did Tampa Bay this past week. So I'm curious. When you look at just those three teams, who do you think is a better matchup for the Yankees if they do get into the postseason and who they, they'd want to face a little bit more? Probably the Blue Jays, I would think. Uh, the, the, the bullpens is pretty rough there. I think the Yankees can wait out the starting pitching and then attack the bullpen. I think you go into the playoffs and, and you hope that your own pitching staff can hold down a tough offense like the Blue Jays. Red Sox also, I think, would make for uh, a decent matchup. Uh, they, they're playing better of late. No one wants to see Chris Sale in a playoff game. But um, th those two stand out to me. I think if the Yankees face the Rays, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the Rays have really had the Yankees number lately. Uh, they, they find a way to beat them pretty consistently. Uh, I don't think the Yankees want to see the Rays. Yeah, and it's such an interesting situation when we talk about the playoffs because on one hand, the streakiness could kill you, but it could also help them and kind of make a playoff run. So I'm curious for you, if the Yankees do sneak into the postseason, what do you think is this team's ceiling and kind of what they can accomplish if they do get there? It's a more of a positive note, maybe. Well, right. That's that's the thing. You say a positive note. Uh, there's I don't. There's really no note to hit with this team because they're so inconsistent. Uh, as of right now, they're they're dancing in and out of the playoff uh, picture, the wild card picture. And if that's what you're doing against teams like the the Orioles, and you know, we'll see what they do against the Indians, and we'll see what they do against the Rangers. If you're not stepping it up against those teams, if you're not winning seven out of ten, eight out of ten against those teams. You know, how are you going to fare in the playoffs against these, these really stout lineups, these impressive rotations? <sighs> it, it, it's tough, man. Uh, I, know, I know you want to be positive, uh, as a Yankees fan at least. Um, or not, I'm not saying you, but just Yankees fans in general. Uh, and I'm not saying to, to say that the sky is falling, but the team has been so inconsistent. It, it's hard to sit there, watch, it, watch, watch what you're seeing, and say, yeah, this is what I want to go into the playoffs with. 
Yeah, it's almost a reality check. And that's kind of why you mentioned the sky is falling. And it might not be at the moment, but I want to ask you to kind of picture for a second some sort of doomsday scenario where the Yankees don't make the playoffs. What do you think? We've heard it all year long about what could happen. But what do you think would be the consequence if, you know, the postseason comes and they are not a part of it? It's tough to say. Uh, you know, you would think heads would roll. You would think that there would be some changes uh, in the, the coaching ranks. Uh, in You can't fire the players, right? Um, but the Yankees are so... The Yankees are so entrenched in their ways, uh, in their system, in their belief system. They believe uh, top down in Aaron Boone uh, and, and the coaching staff so much that it's hard to envision them uh, laying all the blame at his feet and throwing him to the side. So uh, it's, it's, you know, you, you would think that, like I said, people would lose their jobs. But then you say, well, who are they going to fill those jobs with? Who, who's the next obvious, you know, candidate? Uh, when it comes to managerial, when it comes to, uh, you know, coaching staff, just who, who would that be? So uh, it's really, really tough to say. And that was Brendan Cuddy, New York Yankees beat reporter for NJ.com and the star legend. We'll see what happens with the Yankees down the stretch here and appreciate him for taking the time from Yankee Stadium. Always on the clock when you're on the field. Uh, and we'll be right back with some more one-on-one right after this break.